No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I am your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. For those who are new to the show, thank you for joining me on this, dare say, emotionally driven episode of the wrestling realm before we get started let me let you guys know for the new ones make sure you subscribe to the channel you can find a lot of great things right here on youtube we put a lot of effort in making sure we bring you great content so i promise you subscribe to my new subscribers thank you very much the love and support is you know i can't say thank you enough so please continue to do so please continue to support the channel. Ladies and gentlemen, I opened up the show. Let me show you the graphic again. We lost a hero. Shag Gaspard, folks. He's a former WWE superstar. But like anybody, and we'll talk more about this throughout the show. You're a human being first. You're a human being first. Shad Gaspar Russell, he's a part of a group called Crime Time. Him and his partner, JTG. A lot of people didn't like the gimmick. They felt it was stereotypical. You had two black guys out there and they wore baggy clothes. You know, you could see their underwear above their waistline. Um, they would steal things. And it was very funny. Some people liked it, some people didn't. Eventually, the WWE would split them up, and, you know, Shad Gaspard and JTG, they tried, they went their own way. Um, But later on, they would leave the WWE, and they would wrestle throughout the independent circuit. Shad eventually went on to get into movies and script writing. And you, if you follow him on social media... You saw that that was something that he was passionate about. Unfortunately, this past weekend, he lost his life tragically where he and his family was at the beach and there was a rift that came up um, and swept him and his son away. Lifeguards went out there and Shad said, save my son. While he fought for his life and eventually he was swept away. This morning, as I record on Wednesday evening, this morning it was confirmed that they found the body that matched the description and Shad Gaspard is no longer with us. As a father, that is what you call the ultimate sacrifice on this earth. You live life and then you have children and you hope that you keep them out of danger. And if they are in danger, you want to protect them. You want to do anything you can to make sure you protect them. And the lifeguard said that when they had, you know, they had got to him and he pointed, no, 
go save my son. Now, I'm not sure how many lifeguards was around, you know, what was possible, what the situation was. But to see this man, to hear about this man, telling them to save his son. It's no other word that could be described by by hero. And this is a tough one. Now, I'm not one. I never had the honor of meeting him. I believe maybe I may have tweeted some things and maybe he retweeted or, you know, maybe a comment here or there on social media. Um, You know, but throughout my time in working in independent wrestling or going to independent wrestling circles, I never got a chance to meet him and talk to him and pick his brain. But a lot of people that I've met over the years have, and all I see is great things. And I know a lot of times when people pass away, you only hear about the good stuff. But when you see his final act as a man, as a human being on this earth, to save his son you know that mindset because you you just never know what's going on you never know what's going through anybody's mind I mean quite frankly if God forbid it would have been the other way around I don't think anybody would have said well why didn't he tell them to go save his son but just to have that mindset you know maybe he I don't know if he could see his son or he couldn't but to know that his son is going to still live at the sacrifice, because ultimately we want, I know I'm a father. So this is why it's like, it cuts deep because, you know, just being in that moment on, you know, not being able to save your child. Thankfully, thankfully in this moment, somebody else could. Earlier this year, we lost Kobe Bryant. And that was the show that I said was very difficult to do around that time it was the same day as the Royal Rumble and JTG released um, he showed a text message and it was right afterwards he said that Chad told him you know something basically I don't know because I don't want to mess up the paraphrase but from what I interpreted it was basically like hey you know we just lost this brother life is too short I love you you know when you think about Chad Gaspar and you think about WWE most people probably won't have a favorite Shad Gaspar match or moment. Some people may. I'm not saying nobody does. But I'm saying most people probably won't. But one moment that you may remember is doing Kofi Mania. When Gaspar and MVP Montavious Montel Porter was at a bar watching the match and somebody had recorded their reaction when Kofi got the victory and to see them to hug and tear up just to show the plight of the black man. And one of the things MVP revealed was that he was upset and cussing Chad out for sharing it. Like, man, it's supposed to be private. But then he realized the impact it had on everybody else. And then he said he realized he made the right call. So um, my heart and prayers goes out to his family, to his son. You know, 
uh, and to anybody else out there who's affected by this, you watched the show. I mean, you watched him, or maybe you met him. Maybe he gave you one word of encouragement or something. My heart goes out to you. So, man, this is you know this is rough, but unfortunately, you know we don't come here to live forever. But to see it happen tragically is just such a sad thing. And now move on to another one. This week on Dark Side of the Ring was the story of the late, great Owen Hart. For those who do not know, well, actually, most more than likely you do, unless you're young, unless you're um, new to wrestling. Owen Hart tragically died in the ring. We knew the story. 1999, I was, didn't have pay-per-view, and so I didn't, I didn't see the, I didn't see that pay-per-view, but I remember getting ready to go to bed, and my mother saying, Brian, Owen Hart died, and I'm like, huh, and they said, yeah, and I was like, my first thought was, he's supposed to wrestle, like, what, and then she said, you know, I think I turned on the news, I learned he died. He fell. And quite frankly, I was, you know, the more I read, I was upset. Because I said this, and I will always stand by this, it made no sense. It made no sense at all for Owen to be in that situation. But seeing Dark Side of the Ring, you saw the fall. I mean, you know, sorry, you saw the place where he fell from. They showed the catwalk. And then what made it so bad, what made it so bad was the device that was expected to hold Owen up. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that device could have held a bag of dirt. My wife has a garden, and she recently just went out and purchased the dirt for it. And she asked me to get it out of the car. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, that device couldn't have held that. How in the blue hell was that supposed to hold a 200 plus pound man? And it, it, it's just frustrating. Years ago, for my older fans out there and friends, you may remember the show I did, Russell Talk with Baron B. Dub, my cousin. We did a show called The Deaths in Professional Wrestling. And during that show, I discussed my I express my anger about that because there's a lot of stuff in wrestling. It's a lot of good, a lot of bad. But then, you know, it's a lot of stuff that you look at as unnecessary. I worked at CZW for a little bit and there was a lot of unnecessary spots that happened in that company. You know, I've seen Leo Rush take on Joey Janela and, you know, Janela climbing from the beams at the top of the building to come crashing down onto Leo. Now, if he misses that spot, he hits the ground flat, probably breaks a few bones. And for what? But to see Owen going up there, and Owen's making way more money than Joey Janela from CZW, and to see that, I'm like, this just, there was absolutely no reason. And I always stand by this because I guarantee you, if the Blue Blazer makes that entrance, he makes that entrance and lives through it. 
We are not talking about it to this day. When you think of Sting, yeah, you mentioned him coming up and down through the ceiling. You you talk about it a little bit, but remember, Sting stopped after that. But and that was another thing because it was done as a, a parody. Well, they got their hero coming down. Let's put our hero up there. It's just too much. And you know, the, if you haven't seen Dark Side of the Ring, check it out. You know, one of the things that really bothered me was the fact that you know the the lawyers suing. Uh, Marth, Dr. Martha Hart and I'm like okay I understand you gotta protect your business and all but it was just you know to do that as a scare tactic to get her to back down you know everybody talks about this Jerry McDivitt guy but you know he's a mean a mean somebody and I guess you have to be you gotta be heartless if you're a lawyer and they say oh yeah he's kept the WWE out of this and out of that but like come on I, I honestly just look at it like, man, Martha Hart should have been able to write a, you know, a blank check and get any and everything she wanted. Now, granted, she did have to realize that nobody was going to go to jail. She was on Chris Jericho's podcast and she talked about that. Like, you have to realize, like, nobody's going to jail over this. So that was something she did have to realize. But I'm just like, man, this is just so frustrating because it just didn't have to happen. It didn't have to happen. And so like with all that you know it's just so sad and i will say up until last night i was one that wanted to see owen hart in the wwe hall of fame i wanted to see him honored but to hear it come out of his children's mouth to hear their disdain for the wrestling business i don't blame them one bit a lot of people in that locker room, especially his three-year-old daughter, we have, a lot of us have more vivid memories of their father than they do. So, yeah, you know, and Owen's in the other wrestling Hall of Fames, to my understanding. And, you know, because at the end of the day, and I know I'm a WWE guy, I really enjoy the product. I enjoy the business, but right is right. Wrong is wrong. And at the end of the day, WWE does not own professional wrestling. Cody Rhodes said it. And, you know, we all want to see the other companies rise and succeed. In a perfect world, all of them, if you're a real wrestler, I ain't going to say that. You know, I'll say this. The wrestler fan of me, in a perfect world, all of them would be on the WWE level. I'm talking merchandise. I'm talking having their own network, their own, um, you know, just having their shows in different places. Unfortunately, it's not that way. We all root for AEW to get there. But, yeah, we're also critical of the stuff we see. So, you know, my thoughts are definitely with the Hart family. I wondered why Brett wasn't on it. You know, he was. They had a Montreal Screwjob episode of Dark Side of the Ring, so it's not like they couldn't uh, get him on it. But then I guess because Martha had this disarray with the Hart family, and, and if you read Bret Hart's book, he did discuss his frustration with his family, kind of using Owen's death to get themselves jobs. Using he discussed that he yelled at um, Diane, I believe it was Diane, yeah, Diana and, um, what's his name? I'm looking right at him. The Anvil's wife. 
he yelled at them and said, if you guys think, you know, because they was like talking events and all that. And they just kind of looked at Brett as being bitter still about Montreal. And, and, and I think that's the biggest thing that really sucks. And it's really sad. The fact that it seems like Brett and Martha don't have a relationship. Brett felt somewhere, I believe in the book, he talks about feeling betrayed by her somewhere down the line, or maybe she went and ignored him. Um, but for the sake of the kids, you know, you just hope that they get things get back in order. He, she even said that she's not keeping, you know, she's not, she has no problem with the grandchildren and doesn't want to have a problem with them. She just asked them not to fight. But I did think that was very sickening that they were giving them, um, they were giving them materials. So, man. And now, my last point. Right here is a photo of my time at WSU. This photo is from this. No, this isn't the anniversary show. But in this photo, you will see people that's currently on NXT, Impact Wrestling, AEW. You have um, Chrissy Rivera, who is one of the most influential women in wrestling today. You also have Mercedes Martinez, NXT. You have Mia Yim. You have Kiara Hogan. You have Renee Michelle. Um, and I don't think no, Lefisto, maybe she's in there, pardon me. Yeah, you have Lefisto in there. I'm sorry. A year uh, last week, Lefisto put out a video. CZW WSU is a company ran and owned by. I'm gonna go ahead take the gloves off because this is my show. And quite frankly, as a broadcast journalist major, I don't have my law book here. I don't believe anything I can say will stop their business. So therefore I cannot be sued for libel. CZW is quite frankly, a company ran by a harasshole, a harasshole. According, I'm reading, you remember last week I told you I'm reading this book called stay in the game by my good friend, Adrian Lawrence, a harasshole is somebody generally from my interpretation who is a pervert who likes to harass people and use them for their advantage and benefit to have the upper hand. DJ would quite frankly say stuff like I do. I only book girls. I want to sleep with. Now I'm going to put this photo back up. As you see, I blurred them out, but you see me next to me is my good friend, Blake and Blake is being, um, you know, comforted and held on by the one and only Amy Lee. Amy Lee is a legend in women's wrestling, in wrestling period, you know, and I had a great conversation with her. Um, just, you know, she talked about her days, you know, um, with uh, Dick Murdoch and, you know, just, you know, wrestling growing up, you know, you see matches with her and Karma or Awesome Kong, whatever you want to call it. 
Amy Lee and Missy Sampson and Mercedes Martinez were the generals of that locker room. And one of the things that must be said is with my friend Blake being the lead booker and producer, they were all on the same page of, we are not going to treat these women like objects. We are going to give them the respect and the credibility that they deserve. We are going to showcase their matches in ways that positions them and showcases their athletic abilities, not their assets. To see what CZW has done, selling it to a soft core porn company is absolutely sickening. This makes me sick to my stomach. And I'm happy that two people that I highly respect, Lefisto and Chrissy Rivera, has spoken up about this. I'm happy that Blake has spoken up about this. We have, we worked hard to make sure that when we were making videos, that when my good friend who took the picture, Hugh Scott, was taking photos, that we were not capturing and posting images that put these ladies in compromising positions. Yes, they're out there wrestling. And there are moves that, you know, you may get different angles of them. But those was that's not what we were trying to capture. Now, the people who sold the footage are people who just don't care. The people who took the screenshots, that came from cameras that was not owned by us. That was from the producers, all under the call of the owner of the company. So... I just think it's absolutely sickening. Gentlemen, it is important that during this time, we support the ladies. It is important that during this time, the ladies involved and not involved in wrestling, period, we always support the ladies. In a world where that is full of harassholes, in a world that is full of of sexual harassment and sexual predators, we cannot be a part of that. If you say that you care for your mother, your sister, or any human being, you should care about any lady, whether you met her for the first time or the 10th time. In the wrestling business, it is important that we support these ladies. Anybody, in my opinion, anybody who says, you know what, it's cool, but I'm still going to work for ZZW or I'm still going to work for WSU, just delete me off your social media and hit the block button because I don't want nothing to do with you. Quite frankly, I left the company, Blake left the company, you left the company, and we saw it go downhill. Even while we were gone, we were still rooting for the women in the ring, the talent in the ring. We were still rooting for 
these ladies to be successful. There was no bitterness, but to see that their images and likeness have been sold to a softcore porn company that essentially could jeopardize these ladies' future for other employment, other opportunities is absolutely sickening. It makes me sick to my stomach and they are better than this. They don't deserve this. If that's something they chose to do, fine. But to see this happen without their permission, shame on DJ Hyde, shame on anybody else in a WSU CZW uh, umbrella who allowed this to happen. I don't want to hear no excuses. I am tired of seeing harass holes dominate this space. I'm tired of seeing screenshots of people trying to cover up stuff, whether it's harassment, whether it's abuse. I'm tired of seeing people covering up for sexual predators, for sexual abusers, for physical abusers, domestic abusers. This has to stop. This is absolutely ridiculous. Go to break. Superstars who have thrived. Let's let's talk about. It. Okay, let's start with my personal favorite, the main. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Superstars who have thrived. Let's, let's talk about it. Okay, let's start with my personal favorite, the main one off bricks, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. It's timely. Let's just dive into it. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. Naturally, his name is Rhodes. So it didn't matter what he did or where he was going to go. He was determined to make a name for himself. Right. When Cody first asked for his release from the WWE, he was kind of traveling, and he kind of didn't know who he was just yet. You saw different sides of Cody Rhodes. You saw different personas. But halfway through, you begin to see this guy find himself, and he found himself, to me personally, I think when he decided to become a villain. Yeah. Becoming the American nightmare for Cody was a changing point and a turning point, in my opinion, in his career. Mm-hmm. I began to see him do some of his best work that I enjoyed in other promotions, specifically in Ring of Honor, as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling and a couple of other stops he made along the way. Man, I wish his father was still around to see him become an American nightmare. I, I'm almost afraid that Dusty would end up leaving the WWE just to follow, to do something special with his sons. I yeah. mean, it's, it's not the first time Dusty has competed with Vince, WCW. NWA. NWA. Yeah, he was the booker for Jim Crockett Promotions, for goodness sake. I think at the time they sold the company. I could be wrong. But to see Cody Rhodes transform into who he was now, coming from Stardust, mm-hmm. funny in his own right, but he wasn't being used. He was a main event guy, WWE Superstars guy. And to kind of blow up and to see what he's evolved into today, yep. partnering with his buddies to take part in this, his own company, huge difference. Yeah. So. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. Check out the Life After WWE episode. I promise you, you'll enjoy it. Man, all right. Got myself together. Man, I tell you, May has been a very 
rough month for professional wrestling. I was looking and, you know, thinking, man, nine years ago, we lost the great legend, Macho Man Randy Savage. For so many people, you were either Team Hogan or Team Savage. Um, even before that, you know, I know me, I love both of them. Obviously, you know, I'm more slighted towards Hogan, but, you know, especially when Hogan was gone or taking those breaks, you man, I, I was Team Macho Man, and... It's uh, so sad that, you know, he tragically lost his life. And according to his brother, they said, you know, they talked to a doctor who knew exactly what was wrong. And, and Savage delayed getting checked out. And unfortunately, you know, he had a heart attack and died. But, so, you know, we definitely, um, you know, let me know your favorite Macho Man match. You know, we definitely want to honor him this week, honoring Owen Hart, honoring Shad Gaspar, you know, Give people their flowers, man. Life is too short. You know, even um, like a year ago, it was Ashley Mazzaro who passed away. Um, you know, reach out. Check on your friends. You know, just check on people, man. And um, and then last, definitely not least, a guy who's going into the Hall of Fame this year, whenever they do have it, the late, great Davey Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, one of my favorite wrestlers. So it's definitely a rough week, a rough time. Um, you know, it's so much drama in professional wrestling, uh, and even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, but, um, and you know, let's, uh, let's talk about the current product, right? Drew McIntyre, you know, we had another match with Baron Corbin. Well, I shouldn't say another match. I had a match with Baron Corbin. He was successful, but now his opponent for backlash has been secured. We're going to get Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. I'm excited. I have been waiting to see Lashley in this moment. I've been waiting to see Bobby Lashley in a position where he can take on the WWE Champion. Now, granted, the money matchup that everybody wanted to see was Lashley and uh, Brock Lesnar. But Drew's legit, man. And and that's one of the things that Lashley wanted people to realize. Drew McIntyre is legit. I think this would be a, it'll be a hard-hitting matchup. I want to see the story that's being told here as we move forward. I love the fact that MVP is with Lashley. We there's no secret. Bobby Lashley's not the greatest on the microphone, but he's believable. He's a powerhouse. You know, he's a former ECW champion. And, you know, this is an opportunity, hopefully, that they run with. I do think he's a better heel, and I'm hoping that he wins the strap. I don't know how long they plan to run with a Drew McIntyre. I don't think Lashley wins it right now, though, to be honest with you. But it would be cool to see. Maybe Lashley could win. And then, like I've been saying over and over again, Drew McIntyre needs that big crowd pop. So it would be nice to see when we can get back at shows that Drew McIntyre is able to get that crowd pop. I don't know if they take the title off of him soon. So um, we'll see, though. I, like I said, I think this would be a good story, a good matchup. Um, Braun Strowman and Otis, they teamed up. You know, they made you think maybe... All right, so Otis was looking for a tag partner. Perhaps Tucker was jealous and was a little late or didn't show up. Um, but they were successful beating Miz and Morrison. 
But then you saw Mandy Rose come out there and Otis was just like, so, so happy. He, he is so happy, you know, but I'm wondering what's going to happen. You know, I think that everybody's looking at Mandy to kind of get in his head and say, no, Otis, you don't challenge for the tag titles with that briefcase. You challenge for the world championship. I mean, the universal championship. So we'll see. I think um, this would be good, but I, I do think a split is coming as much as I'm not really looking forward to seeing it. I definitely think it's coming. Um, this past Monday, Austin Theory, he got kicked out of Zelina Vega's group. Uh, a lot of people love it. I was kind of confused. I wasn't sure. I was like, man, but you know, I, I really like the stable. And I know a lot of people said, well, he really doesn't fit. He doesn't really belong there. He looks out of place. And maybe, you know, maybe so. I was still, I, I wanted to see this get some wheels though. But what I did like was the fact that they didn't just do the normal face turn. I think this is what you can do. You can do this type of thing when there's no fans there because fans would have more than likely cheered for him. Instead, they boo, um, there was nobody there, so there's nobody to boo. And you was able to do a swift transition sending him with Seth Rollins. You know, dare say he went from rags to riches. Uh, so who knows? Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens here. I hope they don't kick buddy Murphy out of the group. I don't like the group because I don't like all the religious undertones and making fun of religion, but I do like Seth Rollins having a stable. Uh, so I want to see what happens here. I also want to know what's going to happen with Rollins. Is he going to be taking a break soon? Will he be taking paternity leave? Maybe by the time the baby comes, Rollins will, you know, those guys will be ready. But I want to know, because I think Austin Theory, this young in his career, he needs to be in a stable, something like this to keep him relevant. Maybe Seth Rollins is looking at him the same way Triple H looked at Randy Orton. We know Austin Theory is just a natural talent. So maybe that's what they have and plan for him. Um, Karrion Cross opened up this week's episode of NXT, an easy win over Liam Gray. And then he was confronted by Tomasa Ciampa. Now, you know, this is the first time since, you know, Cross took him out about a month ago. So they're going to have a match at NXT Take over in your house. First of all, that's so cool. They bring it in your house back and they got the cool logo. So I'm happy about that. But I'm very happy about Tomasa Ciampa and uh, Karrion Cross. I think Tomasa Ciampa will get the best out of him moving forward. And then last but not least, <laughs> Sean Spears news. So this Saturday, maybe I'll do a double nothing preview show. Might do that. We'll see. But this Saturday, Sean Spears will be taking on Dustin Rose. And he said, Dustin Rose finally retires. He had the whole thing up on the screen. I thought that was cool. One thing I thought was interesting, we had Jake the Snake and um, Arn Anderson out there. I tweeted that they look like uh, Fred and Grady from Sanford and Son, two old men getting ready to fight. Uh, but they was obviously out there due to really, I guess, the contract signing for Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes for the 
TNT Championship, which we all know is the television title. So I'm going to go ahead and take my final break, folks. Um, This week on Breaking Through the Glass Ceiling, I have one of my longtime friends, somebody who's like a little sister to me. I used we used to work together. She's now a recording artist. Her name is Heather Harvin. She will be on the show. Here's a clip coming up. Bay sticks out. It's really one of a kind. It's different. Each song is different, but they kind of go together. But Bay is that song where it just sticks out in a good way, I hope. But it's just, it's different. And it bops. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, and I wanted to, I don't normally, I prefer to sing ballads. Like, I'm all, like, I'm a diehard Whitney Houston and Celine Dion fan. So I'm like, I will always love you. My heart will go on. Like, power of love. I'm all about power ballads. And that's typically what I tend to go to. But with Dang Bay, it was just, it was different for me. And I'm like, I kind of want to do something different. You know, like, this is the first time I'm releasing a compilation of multiple songs and their personal songs. But yet I want to show people I'm almost 30. You know what I mean? Like I want to step outside the box. I want to evolve as an artist and I just want to, I want to be creative. And I was like, dang, bae, it, it just, it just made sense. It just felt right to just really lead with that song because it's different. It. All right. So, Coming up, make sure you check out that episode and make sure you check out her single. It's called Dang Bay. It's 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 rocking. Uh, quite frankly, it's definitely uh, as they say a banger. Um, you know, you can definitely jam to this. So let's talk about the ladies, right? Before we go home, Nia Jax came out to interrupt Oscar's party. Naya, and then later on, would kind of, you know, be walking around before she was eventually knocked down by Oscar. I want to see Naya Jax kind of book like the big show should have been at, or was at one point in time, just dominate. She's a heel. Let her dominate. This would be an interesting matchup, though, between her and Oscar. I think that I would love to see Naya Jax win. But I do think we're on our way to see it, another dominant reign by Oscar, where she, um, like goes undefeated for a while. I think that she'll be sort of rewarded for all the things she's been doing. It's no doubt that she's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world or the history of business. No doubt about it. But I think that ultimately, either it's going to be her and Kyrie Sane going head to head, or somebody like a Bianca Belair taking her out. A surprise on SmackDown, Naomi losing to Dana Brooke. Um, Dana Brooke getting a win, and, you know, Naomi is kind of looking confused. I think this is leading to an attitude adjustment, folks. Um, and I just think that Naomi's eventually, you know, going to get tired of smiling. We do know that she's not going to be necessarily tied with the Usos as I believe it's her husband. Maybe it's the other one who's going to be out for some months. So, you know, maybe this will give her time to really go. I mean, granted, she's always done things on her own and kind of been like an ally. But I think now we'll see maybe that heel run or maybe that just in between. We know when they tried the heel thing before it didn't work. But I think in this role, it can, depending how they do it. Charlotte Flair, before we get into the main event part of it, she was on NXT interrupting 
the matchup and laying out uh, Io Shirai and, oh, man, I can't even say her name right now, um, Rhea Ripley. And quite frankly, she just, you know, she don't care. You know, she is the champ. Um, I think this leads to a cool triple threat match between those three ladies. I think when it does happen, I think Io Shirai eventually will leave with the championship. But Charlotte's been very busy. She's been on all the shows. She's showing why she is the queen, why she is the one who brings in the most money as far as the women are concerned now that Becky Lynch is not around. And she was on SmackDown. This week she'll be on there taking on Bayley. We all know that's who Bayley beat for the title. But she was doing what a lot of people find funny. That's kind of calling out Sasha Banks, asking her, what's happening to her? Are you supposed to be the boss? What's going on? And I think Sasha's getting tired of it, folks. I think she's starting to realize, like, you know what? I am the boss. Maybe I'm the one that should be holding the championship. I love the picture that they did where Bailey, you know, they each took their photo, but they had different parts of it. You got Bailey's photo where she's got Sasha looking at her in admiration. And they got Sasha making a very cryptic post, but she's looking at the championship. That is the money matchup. I can't say it no more, folks. I can't. But I'm interested to see what happens. I think, I'm predicting that somehow, some way, Charlotte's going to beat Bailey, but Sasha's going to be the reason that Charlotte wins inadvertently and i think this is gonna really jump start and this is so much fun i said this a couple of years ago i thought that the summer of 2018 was going to be the summer of sasha and bailey they showed it they started getting there but then they had dr selby come in and then next thing you know we had the women's tag team titles which was great but now i think Perhaps maybe it'll mean even more because there is a bigger story that comes with this. So maybe it will be even better, folks. So we shall see. But ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Thank you for joining. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube channel. If you're a podcast listener, that's good and fine. Appreciate it. Hit the five-star rating on Apple. Drop a comment. I promise you. I'll give you a shout-out. Let me know you did it because Apple doesn't let me know that you gave comments. So let me know you did it. I'll drop a five-star rating. Uh, shout-out to all my other podcasters out there doing their thing. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. But, ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.